what's up with that god soap? And I was like, what? I don't think jail's the ticket for this guy. I think the mental hospital is. The man starts to do some off-Broadway plays. He starts. <laughs> Hannah, what is he this <laughs> The biggest psychedelic trip of his life. Mm. We're back. We're back. We're back. Mm, baby, we're back. Got a little Dr. Bronner's diluted with some tequila. Y'all know about uh, that Dr. Bronner shit? I feel like it, honestly, you could probably fucking eat it. Like, I think you could swallow it whole, yeah. I think I think you could. It's literally made of vegetables. So, like, I don't think is it would it? hurt you. I, didn't, I don't think it would hurt you. I didn't you. expect that. That's the whole thing is, I mean, I'm about to be on my shit about this, y'all. Actually, this is the whole episode. So just actually tune out if you're about to hate what I'm going to say. No, genuinely, I have no idea what we're getting into, but Hannah really wanted to do an episode on soap, and here I am. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta let your friends just do their thing. <laughs> this, the idea for this episode was birthed about a month ago. Mm-hmm. I think, well, what it really was, uh, and I'll get into it again, but Colton bought a bottle of this soap Mm -hmm. and we had it in our shower and i'm kind of like a cereal box reader like i love you know i'm just like a reader love a good read yeah i love a good read i like i love to read the billboards i love to read the ads and another thing about me is i'm one of the girls that's gonna buy a fucking whatever it is because the packaging is cute like i was just thinking about how this past weekend at central market we both bought the most disgusting tea I've ever tasted. Genuinely the grossest thing ever. Four dollars too. And it was chunky inside. So and not chunky. kombucha chunky. Like a chewy. Uh, it almost. wasn't even Yeah. It was absolutely revolting and I think it was expired. And the packaging was so motherfucking cute that we each spent four dollars on this bottle. I mean, we couldn't help ourselves. Of whatever it was. And it, we couldn't help it ourselves. It really is that the aesthetic will get me every single time it will get me it doesn't matter what it is and so i saw how aesthetic this and it beyond aesthetic it was intriguing Mm -hmm. to me this dr bronner's bottle in her shower and i started reading it and i was just like what the fuck because it's if you have y'all ever if you've never seen the bottle it's literally like an entire book is written on this bottle of dr bronner's and what you're going to need to do is you're going to need to google dr bronner's right now for reference for reference and just guess guess how many words is on this dr bronner's soap do you know the exact number i do is it i'd like you to guess is it 1800 3000 words are on this bottle you guys the man is anyway so let's do a little bit of catching up. Yeah, before we get because into the Dr. Bronner's. I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself here. <laughs> God. But it's good to know, it's good for you to know what you're in for for this episode. Because mm-hmm. I won't be offended if you turn it off. But I, it's something I need to share. It's going to be similar to the Aliens one. It's either going to hit or it's not going to hit. Right. Yeah. And the Aliens one didn't hit, it actually. Didn't I think that's our hit. least listened to episode. And we and knew I that, that going in. We did. And we knew that going in. And I know this going in, but it's like, I feel so strongly about this. I need to do an episode on mm-hmm. it. And hopefully you respect that. I hope you do. I hope you, I hope you do. I hope you do. Yeah, we need to catch up because we just had our pop-up. We had a little pop-up and it wasn't so little. Holy oh my God, you guys. Mother of God. So let's just start off by saying that right beforehand, 
we had some vendors cancel on us, which no fault of their own, like some things came up, it's totally fine. But we were at, it was like, it was about three, it was 3.50, it starts at four, and uh, we were and like- And I was like, where's the band? We started freaking out, we're like, where's the band? Where's the art guy? Turns out we didn't- No, no one, no one was coming. No one was coming. No one was showing up. And we were full-blown panicking, and we were like, this is actually genuinely the most embarrassing thing we've ever done. We actually invited people, and nobody's coming, and neither are the vendors, and like, this is so embarrassing. And I was having a perpetual optimism moment the whole morning. She of was. Like, it's going to be totally fine. Yeah, she's and like, I'm so excited for this. Don't and it's even worry be so about fine. it. And then about five minutes before, Hannah was looking me in the eyes and being like, this isn't going to work out. And I was like, and you know what? That's okay because no one's going to fucking come. <laughs> so it's going to be fine. And Hannah broke and I never see her break. <laughs> and it was terrifying because I'm, I, she's the perpetual optimist. I'm the perpetual pessimist. And, and that's what you need in a relationship. That's what you need. Really, I was exactly sitting there being need. like, oh God, like this actually might not. And also someone had just cut their fingers. So they're bleeding. And I mean, it was really like, we there were was like, a, we're and fucked. Also, I had just gone to the liquor store to get ice because we didn't have enough ice, which was a conundrum of its own. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, the pop, it's already we're at the hour that it's starting. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm at the fucking liquor store and my three different calls from my boss. And I finally pick up and I'm like, what is going on? And he was like, you're supposed to be at work. And I was like, I'm in another city. <laughs> um, What? I don't work on Saturdays. And he was like, well, you were scheduled. So like, you need to be here. And I'm like, I, I actually can't do this right now. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, I'm actually having a, an issue of my I'm- own. So that was happening. Oh, God. And then I was, like, looking at Hannah, and I was like, I actually don't know. I don't know if this is going to work out. And you were like, you're right. Yeah, no one's going to come. I did break. And I was like, oh, my God, I've lost her. I've lost myself. We were like, this is going to be terrible. Right. And and Colton comes up to me and is like, hey, Nathan just texted his friends. We need bodies. Bring, <laughs> just bring bodies. So then I found out that Nathan is also... <laughs> Also thinking that this is not going to go well because he's asking his friends to bring friends right. to a podcast pop-up they don't listen to. And he didn't—he doesn't even care who they are. He wants bodies. Right, bodies. And so then I'm like, yeah, it's so, like, so It's like really? a fucking like, 16-year-old for the high school party. Yeah. And like, no one's coming. And you're like, bodies. Bodies, just anything. Anything just that breathes really is fine. And then I was like, wow, so no one believes in us and... I did put my whole entire address on the internet. So let's see what happens. Right, right. But alas. Boy, we proved wrong. So many fucking people showed up. And so many fucking people that I have either never spoken to in my life or people that I spoke to like freshman year of high school. Yeah. That was crazy. It was insane. That was insane. That was crazy. We ended up, vendors ended up coming. So absolutely no worries. They just really, they really cut it close and it was wonderful. But all of them were like, your listeners were amazing. Like they were the sweetest people. They were so supportive. Everyone was like buying art and tipping the band. And the band was amazing. Getting a hot dog. Getting a fucking hot dog. Getting tattoos. Six Six different people people got tattoos. Got permanent art on their body. From our event. I I mean, that'll blow you away. That'll blow you away. And we, we didn't run out of alcohol. Shocking. But we had the perfect amount because right at the end like of the, the night, it was like... The perfect amount. We were just finishing it off. And 
it genuinely was so beautiful and the house it wasn't could trashed. not have gone better we, so many people bought shirts genuinely like i think my optimism was like this is going to be awesome my realism and what i knew deep down was that it was probably going to be like a situation where it was awkward and people showed up and were you know hosting them but it's a it's a come and go thing not everyone's there at the same time but it's like a high and buy and like maybe you get some stuff from a vendor maybe you have a conversation and you leave and what it turned into was a house party a full and blown every all of these people that we've known from all different areas of our lives and also people that we don't know people that came from your neighborhood people that came off the street yeah i mean like yeah. Just everyone was meeting each other and it was the biggest, deepest, fullest sense of community that I've ever experienced. And to see that in real life and see that that was possible was mind-blowing. Mind I could blowing. not. I I still haven't processed it. Same. I still haven't processed. It was so insane. And oh my God, I thought I was grateful before. I thought I was grateful when we did the gratitude episode. <laughs> True. I, I don't even know what emotion this is now to express because... Yeah. Well, because I also think it was really cool how it played into itself because so many people showed up and were like, whoa, this is bigger than I expected. And then it was like even Nathan and Colton were like, holy shit, guys, like this is bigger right. than I expected for y'all. And, and like, I was like, you and me both. And then we had people driving in from like College Station and like... People bringing Houston, us gifts. San Antonio. Like, shut the fuck up. Like, it was actually insane that people, yeah. not only did they come to be there, but they felt comfortable enough knowing that we were the only people they knew and it was going to be okay. And, yeah. like, that was the biggest compliment I've ever received. Also, so many people sharing how we've helped them in some way. Like, that was fucking out of body. What the fuck? That was so crazy. So crazy. So crazy. So needless to say, it will be happening again because it was so yeah. fucking fun. And honestly, like, I don't know, you were talking about how so many people wanted to just like make more friends in Austin or just in general. And it was so cool watching two of our listeners who don't know each other, like talk to each other and have the, right. the fucking podcast and in so common. so many girls that came alone and left with friends. That was weird. Like what? Oh my God. That was weird. That was weird. Wow. Yeah. So needless to say, we will be hopefully making something of that and yes, maybe we'll making it a more common thing. Yeah. It was sure. so cool though. And I just want to like thank everyone again who was able to make it. And I know there were so many people that couldn't, yeah. but we're grateful for all of you and yeah, just wow. So just just freaking wow. Freaking wow. And in freaking the season wow. of, in the season of gratitude, we're going to do an episode on soap. Soap. We are. We're going to do an episode on soap. Um, the vulnerability hangover is a little bit real. So I feel like this yes. is like perfect timing. Because I'm not going to have to share about the state of my vagina to, um, mm-hmm. I, you know, I it, will it really say... made it real for me, the amount of people mm-hmm. that know about the state of my vagina now. Yes. You know what I mean? I will say that was... That was real. The... That was humbling. I wasn't expecting that part <laughs> I don't know why I wasn't expecting that because I... Right, because we should have been. We should have we expected been. that. This was like the first physical culmination of yes. what we've shared on the podcast. And yes. I was like, ooh. Having people show up, not recognizing them, not knowing them, and they know such deep aspects of your life. Mm-hmm. Now that's scary. And yeah. that's something that you have to be, you have to be ready for. And I wasn't ready right. for that, I think. Right. 
And now I and am. And that's nothing on the listener. I mean, no, that's on that. us. No, we take full With responsibility. We were talking about our pussies. So that's on <laughs> us. <laughs> we were. Oh, God. Um, so today we're just going to talk about something neutral. Very we're neutral. We're about soap. Love. And I think it's going to be a lot, a lot more interesting than what you think it's going to be. And also, I haven't prepped Hannah on this at all. I'm just so here she to listen. Know really what's about to ensue. And I genuinely could be more excited. So let's talk about Dr. Bronner. Mm. Let's talk about him. So yeah, as I said, a couple of months ago, we got this hemp peppermint Castile soap in the shower, courtesy of Colton. And I start reading the label. The label, let me, let me just read some things that stick out to me. So there's definitely this like all one, there's 3000 words, as I said. Mm-hmm. A lot of it has to do with this, like, moral ABCs, this all-one mentality that, like, all religions are one religion and we're all connected all across the world. Like, why I even researched this in the first place was because it was so culty to me. And then it was also mentioning aspects of, like, Christianity, but also Judaism, but also other religions. And I was like, what? Like, I thought this was a soap. And this is all on the soap's label. It's all on the soap label. It's also this soap you can use for 18 different things. You can literally brush your teeth with this soap. What? I'm not even fucking kidding. You can clean your fruit and vegetables. I actually, I do use it as like a multi-purpose spray. You just dilute it. One of these bottles of soap could last you years. Like these people are not trying to sell the soap to, like, make more money. I mean, I think that'll be perfectly clear after what I share. But, I mean, you can shave your fucking face with this soap. You can use it as a cleaner. You can mop your floor. You can do your laundry with this soap. Do your dishes. And literally brush your teeth. So, this is, I mean, the soap is all in one. The message is all one. I'm a little confused about the moral ABC part, but... It goes something like, I mean, it's all in the bottle, but it's like cleanliness is godliness. There's some notes about free speech. Then he also refers to Jesus Christ as Rabbi Jesus. Oh, you've lost So the labels have these like idiosyncratic style and then they just hyphenate all these different words and then literally everything has an exclamation point literally looks like the craziest man wrote these labels which is pretty much what happened (laughs) um so i dug a lot deeper into this also i just want to say a very quick disclaimer that i think i agree with a lot of these concepts but i am not associated with like this belief idea or Dr. Bronner or the business. Not sponsored, also not associated. Because, like, I think it, gets, they got that. it gets a little crazy. Oh, does it? And down the line, there's a couple crucifixions. So, like, Jesus I think that's fucking just. Jesus Christ. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm just putting that out there. Can I also just share really quick my experience with the soap? Yeah, please. I think you should. Okay. As, so... a, as a non researched perspective. Yes. So, what I have done is when I was younger, I saw this soap and I used to think it was like the most aesthetic soap in the world. And I was like so jealous of like the hot girls that could have this soap. What? Because it, it's kind of expensive. Right. And anytime I mean, I it's s- like it's like 50 bottles of soap in one Which bottle. Which now so I get. Not... Now I get. Yeah. I thought it was just body wash. 
And right. then I finally bought it because I was a rich girl. Um, this was like <laughs> a few months ago. And I put it in our shower. And then Nathan was like, what's up with that God soap? And I was <laughs> like, what? And he's like, huh? it talks about God on the soap. So he's a reader. I'm not a reader. He's like you. Right. He reads the, the boxes. And he was like, it talks all about like God and like all these like different things. And I'm like, I literally don't know what you're talking about. And of course, I've still never read it. But I do know what's the God soap. And then one time I was showering with the soap. Nathan happened to be there. And oh, sure. In the room. In the, in the room. Tub. In the tub, you know. It's doing here our here little there. thing. It's here nor there. Sure, we live sure. together. It's fine. Right. Um, and I poured out like quite a bit on my loofah. And he was like, Hannah, this soap is so so highly concentrated it says dilute 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 had no idea when i say i pour a quarter of an inch every single time (laughs) i use it onto a loofah and we get when we're out of this stuff in like just like two weeks maybe and that's because of me and realizing now that it's like quite literally could be used for everything yes yeah, so that's Everything. that's my my experience with the soap. There's all these like Reddit threads. It's like r slash frugal, and like all the people use this shit for everything because it's so inexpensive for the amount it can actually provide for you. Wow. And I also wanted to say like a personal note. I think this is pretty ironic, but I fucking hate how it feels on my skin, and I don't personally use it at all because <laughs> I hate how it feels. Why? What about it? Oh, it's like the, like the to the me mint. it feels like I just used a bar of soap. Do you know like a hotel bar of soap? How it yeah. it makes your skin like if you're touching your skin, like your hand skips, mm-hmm. and it yeah, it's it doesn't feel smooth, and mm-hmm. it doesn't feel it doesn't moisturize. It's not it's not giving moisturization whatsoever. I definitely feel clean, but I don't feel good. So I'm looking for more of a combination soap. And I don't use Dr. Bronner's. I'm glad to support it, but I don't use Interesting. it. And see, see me, and, me and Colton were talking about this on how put it on sensitive areas. Y'all know what I'm talking about. It's mm. very cold. Like it's like, because mm-hmm. it's minty. <laughs> There's so many Reddit threads. It's like, I put this on my pussy. And it's like, it, for five days, I had like a UTI. Really? Oh, shit. That actually scares me. Well, yeah. And it, well, men seem to love the feeling men of it on. love the feeling. Their balls. Yeah. Her. I don't know why I was so hesitant to say balls when I just said. You do say when you're talking about it in what? a non-sexual manner. Is that right? Right. It almost it feels, feels worse. clinical. Yeah. Anyway. Men seem to love it, but no men are here speaking at the moment, so I, I really can't speak to yeah. that. But the men of Reddit seem to love the peppermint. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Maybe get it for your mans for Christmas or something. Mm-hmm. Spice up the and, spice uh, up the shower. More, say more. <laughs> so it's a castile soap, which cast I it's an old word, but basically it means it's it's a vegetable based soap. So there's no like animal fats and there's zero synthetic ingredients. Like nothing about it is fake. There's no artificial whatever. It's like fucking pure and non-toxic, biodegradable, great for the environment. Wow. And yeah, I mean they literally like spray it to get rid of like forest fires and shit, which I'll speak to more, but like I mean, it is of the earth. Of the earth. So, mm-hmm. also, it's not really a comprehensive story because as I was digging, 
I realized there's so much more to be dug. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it only gets this is, deeper. Oh my God. And this family is fucked up. Okay. <laughs> I mean, Jesus, they've got some issues. Oh, I'm so excited. So it all starts back with Mr. Emmanuel Bronner. Really, it started back two generations before him in Germany. But I mean, Emmanuel Bronner was the first one to invent this type of soap. Mm-hmm. But he was born in Germany to an Orthodox Jewish family with this soap baking tradition that had gone back two generations. So even on the bottle, it says family soap makers since 1858. Do you know literally anything else that has existed since the 1800s that we have in our households today? I mean, you'd be hard pressed. Hard pressed? He actually received a master's certificate in the soap making business. Mm. And he was very enmeshed in like the German culture and in his community And he got older and is starting to have a lot of concerns about the anti-Semitism in Germany and about kind of like, I mean, pre-World War II, but like he's, he's getting concerned. He's getting the vibes. So he's thinking, he's he's getting the vibes. He's thinking, let me leave Germany. Let me go to the United States because I think that there's more of a future for me there and I need to get away from what's happening in Germany. His parents still lived in Germany. And so he begged them to come with him, but his parents were really stubborn and they were also loved their culture and their community. And so they were clinging to the hope that the Nazis would eventually lose power and they just refused to leave. They were like, our soap making business is here. We're here. We're fucking staying. We're not going to the United States. And sadly enough, the Nazis nationalized their factory in 1941 and they had like an opportunity to leave. They were going on a vacation to Switzerland and they had the the papers to leave and they could have stayed there and they Holy went home. Shit. And then they Hannah. they were deported and they died in concentration camps in 1942. Both they of them. died in concentration camps. I know. That's so sad. I'm sorry. No. It's only the beginning. You want to hear something even sadder? Their last letter to their son, Emmanuel, Emmanuel Browner, now living in the U.S., was, you were right. No. Signed, your loving father. And they never Shut heard from him again. Shut the fuck up. That's so tragic. sad. Literally so fucking sad. And so Emmanuel is now in the U.S. He moves to Milwaukee, which is the third largest German Jewish population in the U.S. during the 1930s. And he meets his first wife, Paula, there. So Paula is a Catholic. And Bronner was still, of course, a Jew. And they had three children together that they baptized as Lutheran, Mm. which I thought was so funny because it's like a bit of a crossover, right? Wait, she was what again? She's Catholic. He's Mm. Jewish. Have kids baptize them as Lutheran. Lutheran. Mm -hmm. And so this is kind of the beginning, the first stirrings, you could say, of this all one philosophy of like all religions are one religion. There's one God, one situation going on Mm -hmm. with the universe. And so he's like preaching this. This is like his whole, his whole life's mission is about this. The soap right now, the soap is on the back burner. Heard. The soap is not at the forefront right now. Mm Mm-hmm. And then Paula dies. Fuck. And I know. How? I I don't know. 
Damn to, it. That was, that was not something I researched. That's fair. But this was kind of like a turning point. A turning point slash you could say Dr. Bronner went off the deep end. Um, Love. So he's kind of becoming, it's giving mania a little bit. Mm-hmm. He's kind of becoming this researcher for truth. He's mm. he's preaching, he's speaking. Um, and he also gives himself the designation doctor. So Dr. Bronner, there's no medical degree. Oh, there's that no, was actually a question I was going to ask. There's no PhD. Nobody has a PhD. No one has a... MD, Dr. Bronner D-O, is no none of that. Heard. None of that. There is no prefix. This is like a self-given. I am the doctor of this philosophy that we are that. all one human race. Heard. So he goes off the deep end. One year after his wife dies, and he kind of goes crazy. Was actually some some articles that I read said it was the first. Some said it was the second. But I think at at a point, there was two separate crucifixions. Like, self-crucifixions. When you say crucifixion, or, is that hanging yourself on the I'm cross? talking, yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. He Which did Which, obviously, someone else would have to hang you on the cross because there's... There's You nails. can't really... You have... I think you could do one hand, but probably not the other. You know yeah. what I mean? So someone else is doing that. I mean, this is literally in the 1940s. So like, there's not a lot of information, but it was published in the Chicago Tribune. So like, it was an event. And it was this man named Fred Walker. And he literally died for Dr. Bronner's views. Like, at this point, wait, I I'm sorry. Him a- Dr. Bronner's not the one being crucifixed? No. So no, these no. are two separate men uh, that two are up on a men. cross. They both die? I think they both died. Only one of them is really well documented, but okay. apparently was the second crucifixion incident for Dr. Bronner's views. Purpose. And they, they kind of um, make the similarity between these crucifixions and kind of like a monk setting themselves on fire for what they believe. Like mm. apparently Fred Walker, the man who crucified himself, kind of claimed that the people being... I don't know, Americans, the people of the world, mm-hmm. were so stupid and ignorant that something violent was needed to awaken them, to awaken them to these beliefs that we are all one. I I don't really see the connection there with Interesting, because he did just but, come out of literal Nazi Germany, and he didn't think that was right. the thing that maybe got people to, to see mm-hmm. what? Yeah, and then it's also mm-hmm. like, there's there's this whole weird religious aspect where it's like Judaism, but also Christianity, but also communism. Lutheran, but I mean, Lu- yeah, there's everything is literally meshing, um, and I think that was kind of the point. But also, people are people are being harmed. People are dying, physically dying. So Dr. Bronner is very invigorated by these crucifixions, and he starts going around everywhere and giving public speeches Mm. and all about his philosophy that all religions are one religion and you know the magic of the human existence and all of these ideas and there was kind of an ambiguous incident that happened in 1946 at the university of chicago where he was speaking where he was actually arrested Mm. so he was speaking very you could say aggressively about he was lobbying against fluoride in the water, which I literally won't get into because it is such a fucking... Like, it's 
I mean, that's a whole, that's a real conspiracy. We're not going to go there. <laughs> I'm not going to say next for week. Against, or, I mean, Jesus, maybe next week. We've got a lot to cover. So he was speaking very aggressively about the fluoride in the water and the Chicago police felt the need to arrest him. They feel the need to arrest him, and they eventually say, you know what, I don't think jail's the ticket for this guy. I think the mental hospital is. Like, we've got to get this guy institutionalized. He needs help. Okay. So he goes to the Elgin State Mental Hospital, and this is actually so sad. They put him on electroshock therapy, Mm. quote-unquote therapy, actually torture this man. And almost lobotomize him. I mean, they're, like, giving him all of these therapies to, like, calm him down from these beliefs that he's having. He tries to escape multiple different times. He eventually makes it out on his third time. And from there, Hitchhikes finds his way to California. And here is where he is really... I mean... If he didn't have a fire in his belly before, he certainly does now because he's been arrested. He's been, you know, he's thinks that this is really something to fight for. So he starts giving all of these talks, all of these lectures and is saying that he's going to give away free soap. And then people come for the free soap. Because they're like, oh, free soap, word. And the soap at the at the time didn't really have a label, didn't really have a situation. And he's like, if you listen to the lecture, you can get the free soap. And he realized people weren't really listening. People didn't really give a fuck about what he had to say. So then he has the genius idea. Let me actually just print the lecture on the soap and give out the soap. Mm. So that is really the birth of the label that we see today. And there was, there was I mean, there was even worse I shouldn't say worse, but there were some more woo-woo ideas than even there are now on your Dr. Brunner soap bottle. And he's he's giving them out to the masses. He's he's teaching at colleges, at other places, just giving out all this soap. And what they say is that he, he made the soap really to sell the label and not the label to sell the soap. So it's kind of this whole... One of the only businesses we really see in America that's still doing this switcheroo of like making the product. soap to sell the right the product yeah. to sell what you'll read about the product and not yeah. vice versa. So kind of interesting. Also, at this time he had gone fully blind. Blind what? from the electroshock therapy oh my as a result. God. And he's make I mean the the label that you see today is literally designed by a blind man. Wow. So if you ever wonder you know, I mean, I mean, and he he executed the aesthetic. He really did. He really did. That's why I bought he really it, did. the aesthetic. Yeah, period. So then it's the 1970s now. We're f- fast forwarding. This is the era of peace. This is the era yes. of drugs. This is the era of psychedelics, mm-hmm. of music. So this type of soap is what the hippies are all about. Heard. So okay. it's really, it's starting to gain Lift some tra- People mm-hmm. are like, okay, this soap is actually doing something for yes. me. Environmentally friendly, aligns with the hippie agenda, it's taking off, and it's it's going mainstream. So then, Dr. Emmanuel Bronner, he has a son, Ralph. And I, he also I was has gonna a son. ask about his kids. Right, yeah. And, and here they come. Oh, yeah. So he has this son, Ralph, 
He also has this son, Jim. And Ralph starts to work with him and he's refining the messages on the bottles. Because, you know, I said how they were a little bit, they were a little uh, out there. Okay, yeah. What Emmanuel wanted to call them was the whole bottle. This, is, this was his name idea. And it's shit. He, he wanted to call it with bombs and guns, we're all or none. That's the name. That was his name. Ralph said, let's just call it Dr. Bronner's Magic Soaps. So that's what they went with. I think it's, it's a little more concise and it's a little bit more palatable for the public. You know what I mean? That's so funny. I don't know if you want to start your brand with, with the word bomb or the, with the word gun. Yeah. Because that's a... But I mean, it is true. It and, is true. And really what it is, is it's just not a name. That's not a name. <laughs> and it's not a name. But he loves... He is a fan of the hyphen. He's a fan of the exclamation point. Okay. And he's a fan of us all being together on the, what he calls the spaceship Earth. He that's a big. That's a big point. Didn't have to is do the that. spaceship Earth. Yeah, and he did. And, and he you didn't have lose, to do it, but and he did. You lose steam there. I think you lose some steam. You do. You do. So, anyways, Ralph is helping him refine the messages on the bottles, and Ralph is actually a real believer in his vision, which is so shocking to me that. I mean, it really carries forward through the family. Like, everyone's like, oh my god, our granddad is crazy, or our dad is crazy. Like, Dr. Bronner is off his shit. And then they're like, wait, wait a damn minute. I think he was kind of... what he's doing. I think, right, loving what he's doing. I think he was right about a couple things, and I think we need to pay attention to this. So, Ralph starts to do... I'm sorry, this is... He starts... The man starts to do some off-Broadway plays. <laughs> He starts. <laughs> Hannah, what is he this start- <laughs> He starts to take his guitar and starts playing about this all one. I mean, the man is going to schools. The man is in your local comedy club. Promote and all of his sons and his grandsons are all doing it in their own way. They're all promoting the same thing. Mm-hmm. All one moral ABCs, the whole situation. I wanted to play you this little video from Ralph telling a story about Emmanuel, his father. And it's called Ralph's Story, Sex and a Lemon. This was, I mean, I had to to really dive deep to find this. I will tell you that. Also, before this funny story starts, just wanted to say that Ralph should not have used the term Eskimo because it is rather offensive and derogatory. And the term Inuit would have been much more correct. So six and eleven. <laughs> yeah. Well, here was Dad. Dad had it. Is it idiosyncrasies that made him hard to deal with? He stuck to his guns if it was right or wrong, and one of them was our birth controller on the label, which is the only thing we really changed when he took off, because his idea of birth control was inserting rose hips or a lemon to change the pH factor of the vagina. Now, no matter what you could say to dad, they got better methods and so on, they can use the lemon. The Romans used it and others. So in one of these endless arguments that I had with dad in typing the moral ABC, uh, and he's talking about wonderful the lemon is, I come up with a brilliant one. Not everyone can get a lemon dad. Name somebody, an Eskimo. And I think I've got him there. I don't think lemons are really easy to get for Eskimos. He says they could go to a fish fry. 
So I described this scene. <laughs> Nanook, is, Nanook has got the hots in the igloo. She's already under the furs. He's about to climb under when she says, do you have the lemon? He now has to put on his furs, go out to the snow, get the sled dogs, go to Nome or someplace, go into a, a restaurant with fish fries, say, I want an order, a, a fish fry, but skip the fries, skip the fish. I only want the lemon. Now... Back he goes with the lemon to hear her snoring. Isn't that hilarious? I am, like, so confused. Also, like, I'm so confused that he's supportive of this, of, like, birth control. Like, that seems right. very provocative for that time. Right, and for interesting. being so religious in so many different ways. But, I mean, ways. really, it's just with an oil or, like, sticking a literal fucking lemon up your coochie. And I'd love to know if that actually works. Because I feel like we'd know about it if it did. <laughs> well, we could always go to the local fish fry and find yeah. out. Anyway, I feel like that's a really good insight into the that's charisma mm-hmm. of Emmanuel Bronner and, and what his Ralph, Ralph, his son, mm-hmm. it, right, and his son Ralph, <laughs> and what Ralph really thought of him and how he is playing on his mission. Mm-hmm. So he also has his other son, Jim. And what Jim does is Jim gets handed down the business, okay? Okay. Jim is more the business side, the business mind. Mm -hmm. And Jim invents this foam concentrate from the Castile soap that they literally use to fight forest fires and structure fires. I'm not even kidding. In California, they use this soap to put out fires. Insane. So then... Around 1996, 1997, Dr. Bronner, the Emmanuel Bronner, has Parkinson's Mm -hmm. and eventually dies in 1997. Tragic. Jim is currently in charge of the business. And Jim, in the same year that his father dies, gets diagnosed with cancer. Fuck. Yeah. Where's Ralph? Honestly, I don't know what happened to Ralph, but he's not in the picture. He's just like... He's estranged, maybe. He's kind of there, but not not a lot. Mm-hmm. He, he He's not in a position to, like, take over the business, Heard. is okay. what I gather. Mm-hmm. So they need someone to do that. And Jim, before he dies, he says, My grandfather, Dr. Bronner, made no preparations for the passing of on of the company. So there was a lot of debt from the inheritance tax. Because I guess if you inherit... A, a piece of land from someone who's passed, you have to pay taxes on it. Mm-hmm. And where the factory was to make the soap, they had to pay about $3 million in inheritance tax to keep this piece of land. What? And they were like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's just not sell the company. Let's not sell the land. We'll donate the land, which was worth like $1.5 million at the time. They donate it to the Boys and Girls Club of Greater San Diego. This is still is still in California. And right after they do that, Jim dies. So the saving grace is that Jim himself has two more sons. And I know we're getting confused here. I know we're getting confused. Mm-hmm. So Emmanuel had two sons, Ralph and Jim. Ralph's out of the picture and Jim is dead. <laughs> Jim had two sons introducing David and Mike. Okay. Okay. Are you following? Lots of very standard male names. Right? They're so, so standard white male American Mm -hmm. names. Anyway, David is in Amsterdam 
David's doing drugs. David oh. is on the biggest psychedelic trip of his life. Mm. And he's having all these realizations. This is like 1995. His dad just died. And he is he's on MDMA. He's on MDMA. Mm-hmm. Has the realization, oh my God, my granddad, Dr. Bronner, was right. He was right about everything. We are all one in this world. We are all one religion. We are all one faith. Cleanliness is godliness. And I need to get my ass to California and take over this business. Heard. So flies back from Amsterdam. He's kind of described as this ponytailed vegan. And I do mean ultra vegan. I'm talking like mm-hmm. Netflix documentaries about him vegan. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a surfer. He's wearing the tie-dye shirts, long hair drives a rainbow Mercedes-Benz, and what he's really known for is not only taking over Dr. Bronner's magic soaps and actually claiming the new title of himself as Dr. Bronner. He is the new Dr. Bronner. So when we think of Dr. Bronner, what we're really thinking of is is David. David. And what he's really known for is that he planted hemp seeds on the DEA's lawn And he was arrested for locking himself in a cage outside the White House in this, like, really... I want to say it was, like, 48 hours or something. He, like, tried to stay out there as long as he could in this cage outside the White House protesting for legalization of marijuana and for, like, the rights to put hemp in their products and hemp all over the world, basically. I feel like I've heard about that. Yeah, it's it's possible that you have. Because they eventually, they did win their battle in some way, and I didn't read up on that, but it's it's a whole nother interesting deep dive if you'd like to see that. But he did all sorts of debates with other chemists and with uh, really important political figures. He actually graduated from Harvard with a degree in biology. So he knows what? all about the, like, the biochemics. I know not only is he, like, an insane, druggy, crazy, vegan, like stereotypical hippie but he's also smart as fuck and he has a biology degree from harvard is talking in these debates about the like biochemics of hemp and he's basically saying that he felt that the government was placing a non-industrial agriculture crop in the same slot as like lsd and heroin and this was after 9-11 at this point so this was like Mm -hmm. war on drugs and they were no longer allowed to use hemp in their products. And so he plants hemp on the DEA lawn. The firefighters eventually have to cut him out of this protest cage that he is in mm. and arrest him. So he's like this madman, visionary, new age. I mean, he is he is the new face of Dr. Bronner. And this is like his freaking company now. Yeah. So... Recently, not only was it because Colton bought this and put it in our shower, but it was also because I had seen a Twitter post that Dr. Bronner, and it's a picture of him, David Bronner, in a fur coat, a a pink fur coat with cat ears, bare chested, Mm. and sitting cross-legged on a little, on a little stump in a garden. And... It says, Dr. Bronner comes out as he, they on National Coming Out Day. And there was this whole internet explosion of like, Dr. Bronner comes out as a cat 
Which is not like he was just wearing cat ears in the picture, and the internet twisted it and did this sure, whole thing. Of but, course, right? So he he says, and this is actually on the blog on do, on drbronners.com. So he says that in this experience on National Coming Out Day, he realizes that he wasn't straight, gay, man or woman, but an incarnate soul here to serve and get down. And that toxic, insecure, aggressive masculinity was doing violence to his own feminine nature and soul as well as his partner at the time. Which, period. Period. And I, I only hope that on my own gravestone, I would be described as an incarnate soul here to serve and get down. Serve and get down, baby. Like, please, please put that on my grave. Girl, I'm, I'm begging. Girl. I'm looking at pictures of him, and he is absolutely serving. He is. He, he really is. is. He really is. He's still doing his thing. He never stopped. He really never stopped. So he also has a, another brother. And here's where I got invested in the family drama. Ooh. Because he has another brother named Mike. And there's this YouTube documentary about their relationship and about running Dr. Bronner's soap after their father had passed. Yes. And they're also running it with Trudy, who is Jim's widow. And they're all working together in their home, the home of their dead father and current mother, on one computer. And they're ha- I mean, you can imagine three people, one company, one computer. The company is exploding. They have no funds to keep it up. Yeah. And they, I mean, the shit, the shit is going crazy. The shit is hitting the fan. Yeah. They're all working on one computer. So there's a little bit of a family drama, family situation. There's a lot. I mean, I can, I can literally only imagine. Yeah. And also another thing to mention here is that before Mike came over to work on this one computer with David and Trudy. Mike was in Japan teaching English for three years. Mm-hmm. And Mike didn't want to leave. Mike oh. didn't want to be a part of the family business. Mm. He said, I didn't want to come back into the family business. And David, who's here, says, Mike, listen up. Business is, business is good. <laughs> business is actually going crazy. And David says, this is our calling. This mm. is the way our grandfather did it. We are calling more people into this religion that is all one. And the soap is just an excuse. We're bringing unity to the world. So enter Michael. And how do you say no to that? How do you say no to that? Michael moves from Asia where he taught English and he he's kind of your standard American businessman. He's running the business side. He's not so much doing this whole dream thing. I think mm-hmm. he believes in the dream of his grandfather, but he's not really. He's not going to uh, get up on the pedestal and scream he, He's it. thinking, we Target has an order. Amazon's got an order. Yeah. Walmart, we've got to do business because <laughs> yeah. someone's got to step in and like have some bottom line pragmatism here because yeah. there's there's all this hippie there's idealism some, there's some going visionaries. on. There's some visionaries. There's some visionaries and there needs to be the business mind. And so yeah. that is Michael. Okay. And he comes in, he's got the wife, the kids, he lives in the suburbs and he is, according to his brother, a soulless businessman. Okay. And according to him, David is just this activist Buddhist 
visionary, mm-hmm. madman. And so they, they actually balance each other out just beautifully. Oh, I was, I mean, expecting, I was expecting a death. There's a lot of... <laughs> leading up to the murder. I'm kidding. Um, you know, I think there's a lot that they didn't want to disclose in that documentary that I saw. But tell from like reading into there. it, there's a vibe there. There's a mm. lot of tension, I think, between them. And I can't imagine it's died down. I mean, Dr. <laughs> Bronner, since that documentary, which I, I genuinely think this was in like 2014, the documentary that I watched, um, it's exploded. <laughs> this company is like big, larger than life. So in the company, and this is when I was, I mean, I'm almost in tears. I'm blown away <laughs> by, because I feel like we're so used to the way that we've been treated in corporate America. And yeah, I just listen to what this company does for their fucking people. First of all, they have a report every year that they literally put out for everyone to see where all of their money goes and how much they give and how much their employees get. And I mean, it's it's very, very, very transparent what they do over there. Yeah. So they actually fund over 300 nonprofits. Most people work for Dr. Bronner's Magic Soaps for over six years. Like the retention rate. I'm sorry. Wow. And the comp- the compensation ratio. Dr. Bronner caps the pay of their highest paid executive at five times that of their lowest paid vested position. Mm. So like it's never going to be a situation where the owner is making like yeah, a bazillion a dollars. Well, billion yeah. times more than that. And they cover yeah. health insurance and dental insurance not only for the employee but for everyone in their family. Oh my God. And not only that, but they pay for therapy for all of their employees. And they also, because they're all about like psychedelics, and I think that's kind of like David's mission in the company, Mm -hmm. they provide ketamine therapy for every one of their employees, which is like very up and coming. Like there's so much research being done about that now. Effective way to get someone to not commit suicide and they provide that for all of their employees and they've also donated like over eight million dollars just in 2021 they've oh never God. ever ever paid for an ad or paid for celebrity endorsement solicitation of any kind it is purely word of mouth marketing and basically people like having them on being like what the fuck is this soap and then they'll be like we'll come talk about it if you want And then they come talk about it because that's the whole point of the Dr. Bronner's mission is that the soap sells the label and what they're selling is the label and this vision that they have for everyone to like understand that we are all one human race. I don't know. It's so cool. That is so inspiring. I know. They do so much more cool stuff and there's this whole video of like they're all of their employees kind of talking about like all the ways that the company has truly impacted them and supported their families. And they were like, we don't know where we would be without this company. And no one else is doing insurance the way that they do it. No one else is paying their employees the way that they do it. They began 2022 by providing a six and a half percent cost of living increase to all of their employees to match the inflation rates, Mm -hmm. which no one else is doing right now. They're literally just giving all of their money away because that's not the point of their company. And, Also, I feel like there's, like, so much – anytime, like, you have these thoughts of, like, why don't we have universal healthcare? Like, why don't we have, like, something that just, like, helps people more? There's Mm -hmm. always those people that are, like, 
billowing over your voice being like that's so unrealistic like you right. just can't no do one's that. doing it no one's doing that and not just no one's doing that but it's because you can't do it yeah and then to see that you quite literally can and that they like came from nothing it's not like they like were bajillionaires like right they literally just like this is like an vision. immigrant family business that's grassroots insane situation yeah because also not only do they have all of these employee benefits and all of these things for their own employee but they also are such proponents about their supply chain and it being pure and all of the workers being supported they're certified fair trade so that means that all of the workers get like fair pay mm-hmm. and i don't know like they just they do their whole thing is like let's create jobs and support people and actually give them like a way to live just like to benefit the human race i don't know it's so cool it's so beautiful thinking about how simple it is like it's just soap and yeah. they did that with just soap right like, and i think the whole the that. whole thing that's so interesting is that it's not a product it's not like we had this ingenious idea with this product it's like this family generational inspiration that came from their great grandfather that they still have all in the, in their own way carried on mm-hmm. and it's turned into this booming business that somehow reached me in my little shower in my little apartment and I started reading this label which was exactly what they wanted it to be and here I am talking about it on my podcast and sharing it with you like it's so cool I'm part of the cults I love it though I was expecting it to be like problematic in some way and it's like actually just fucking cool and beautiful there definitely is like a lot of family drama and a lot of stories that I didn't get into, but I think it's so interesting. And obviously there's like everything online about it. And there's a really cool YouTube documentary as well that I'll link for all of you. And also some articles that I'll link below from kind of where my sources are from and everything. But I was so interested in it personally. So it's just so fun to like bring it to the podcast and be. And anytime we've seen each other the last like month, she'll be like, oh my God. Oh my God. This reminds me of Dr. Bronner. And I'm like, I'm like, tell me. And you're like, gotta save it for the podcast. Save it for the pod. I could have never expected this to have started in Nazi Germany Mm -hmm. and ended here. Like that is, this is not what I expected to get on for, but I loved it. I think the listeners are going to love it. I think this was a wonderful episode. What an episode. Thank you for sharing. It was my pleasure to share. And thank you again, everyone who came to our pop-up. A thank you seems incredibly empty it but really does. it's all i have to give so it's all we have to give but thank you so much cool. and as always you can buy our merch from here on out which sounds so cool to say so but crazy. you can buy our merch at linkpop.com slash hyy we will be incorporating a little bit of the dr browner's business model if we ever take off. If we ever take off. If we ever take off. For now, we're just supporting us. Barely. <laughs> Not quite to the health insurance part yet. Mm-hmm. We love you all. And you. just remember, we're all one in this world. We're all one. Exclamation point.